welcome to Leo Roundtable at leoroundtable.com. My name is Chip DeBlock, and I'm your host. We're a group of law enforcement professionals that talk about law enforcement issues and the news, but we do it from a law enforcement perspective. And I'm going to go ahead and introduce the crew to you, guys, if you don't mind waiting for the video portion of our show. We have attorney and former federal prosecutor, Ward Mythaller, and all retired this evening. Uh, we have Lieutenant Randy Sutton. Uh, we have a special guest, actually, retired Secret Service agent Mike Roach. And uh, hey, also the author of Mass Killers. So, um, and we also have Corporal David D. Gresta, Officer Andrew Casal, and producer Will Statzer. So, thanks guys for uh, being on the show. Appreciate it. Yes, David is drinking his bang energy. I think it's fresh out of the fridge. I can tell it's kind of like icing over. I can tell from here, Dave. So, uh, but look, a uh, shout out to our sponsors. We have Gulls, Guardian Alliance Technologies, Gunlearn.com, MyMedicare.live, TAC-Tote.com, and we are fueled by Bang Energy. So thanks to all those entities for helping make this show happen. It is our, our North Carolina trooper. So we're going to jump to Leo Affairs. North Carolina State Trooper fatally shoots an armed man during a traffic stop. The vehicle. Harmony Drive at Solo Drive, Solar City. Drop the gun! Drop the gun! Drop the gun! D-140 I got one subject now. This guy was uh, too cool for school, man. Mark Anthony Diaz died after being shot once by Carolina State Police. Um, and uh, the trooper's name is Rodney and Cook. And this happened on May the 30th. So dashboard camera video shows Cook. He's a 16-year veteran stationed in uh, Chatham County. He stopped a white Ford pickup truck on a residential street in Siler City on the afternoon. And it was on Memorial Day. So the traffic stop followed the trooper. Um, I guess followed the trooper noticing a seatbelt violation. So Diaz was shot once by Cook after brandishing a firearm when he was asked to step out of the vehicle. So dialogue in the video shows the trooper suspected that marijuana was in the truck. Diaz failed to provide his license when he asked. So the footage shows the driver stepping out of the pickup truck and he's got a gun in his left hand and he's facing uh, Cook, the trooper, uh, before being shot and falling back uh, backward in, with a weapon that's still in his hand. So the troop, the trooper, during this process, when the guy's getting down, the trooper sees the gun. The trooper starts to retreat backwards, and he runs actually between the two cars. You know his, you know, marked unit and the bad guy's truck. And so he's just trying to get the cover while he's going for his gun at the same time. But when he goes between the vehicles, the truck, the bad guy takes his foot off the brake. The car was still in gear, so the truck starts to pull forward. The, and then the uh, passenger door is ajar, and then you got a, another uh, bad guy potentially getting out of the passenger site. So now the trooper's got all this stuff going on. He maybe 
two armed bad guys get out of both sides of the truck. You know, you don't know, but he gets one single shot. I don't know why he didn't unload his gun on the bad guy. It looked like it was just a beautiful hit, though, David. And so uh, Trooper retreats the cover between the vehicles while drawing his weapon, during which the uh, pickup moves. So he puts plants one bullet into the bad guy, and he ends the threat. It was it, I thought it was pretty impressive myself. What do you guys think, Lieutenant? Uh, break. Commercial Finally. break. We'll be right back. All right, well, look, let's talk radio. Yes, we're nationally syndicated in the radio, and it was the Boss Hog Radio Network in Florida that gave us our big break in the terrestrial radio, which is over the airwaves. So, yes, we are on uh, – we're – on with them, uh, 4 a.m.s and an FM in Bushnell and Sumter County, Florida, and Lakeland and Plant City, Winterhaven, Avon Park, Sebring, all in Florida. We're also on WKUL. Uh, they have two FMs in Coleman, Alabama. We're on K Bar. They have an AM in Burley, Idaho. We're also on WVMG, and uh, they are in Chattanooga, Tennessee, with an FM. And they've also got a new FM, WMYU, in Ottawa, Tennessee. KCPX, they have an FM and AM in Moab, Utah. We're also in KYAH, which has an AM in Delta, Utah. And look, we're also on, uh, we've got uh, AM, FM, 247. They've got stations really all over the place, but their latest one is Rock Hill, South Carolina, but they're all over the country. Uh, ThreeRiversBroadcasting.com, Backstage Radio Network, and Central Oregon Radio. So please check out our radio stations. Welcome back to the Leo Roundtable Show. I see that uh, Michael MVS in Colorado made a donation. Thanks for popping that up on the screen for us, uh, Producer Will. Uh, appreciate that. Um, did he have anything uh, Did he have anything written on there, Will? I'm trying to see. Did he just, uh, just super sticker? He didn't have nothing like uh, tell Brett he needs to, you know, to stop dominating the conversation on YouTube or anything like that. I guess not. All right. So uh, let's see. Uh, anyhow, with uh, with what we were just talking about, are there, Andrea, did you want to add something? I love this video. I think that, you know, from start to finish, I think it was awesome. You know, you could see how tiring it was for him to try and render aid after, you know, he shot the one shot which was amazing. You know, nobody else was helping around him. He never got excited on the radio. You sit there the entire time. Like he did a phenomenal job. He didn't go running after the other guy. I thought, I thought that it was all good. You know, he stayed on, on point. He, had, he told the other guy to back away from the firearm. He told me he didn't want to see him. You know, he didn't want to see what was going on there. I thought he did a great job. Um, up until even to the point where he said after, at the end, can I call my wife? You know, I thought that he was, it was phenomenal. I love this video. Oh, thanks. Great. David. Yeah, he did a great job. Let's break it down as to why. We've talked about this before, and I'm going to talk about it again. It's the OODA loop. <clears throat> he walked up to the car. The bad guy in the car had already come to the decision that he was going to use a firearm. So he was ahead of the, of the, of the trooper in that regard. The trooper was going to have to react to the firearm being brandished inside the vehicle. <clears throat> but what did he do? He reached inside the vehicle with his left hand and slapped or pushed at the at the firearm hand or at the bad guy's face or whatever he did. But he reached as he went inside the vehicle quickly and slapped at what was going on inside the vehicle. And what did that do? It disrupted the bad guy's OODA loop. He had to start over. That allowed the, the officer who was now ahead of the bad guy to retreat, draw his firearm, and he was waiting for the bad guy as he came out of the car. As, as his gun was coming out of, out of his holster. The bad guy came out with the gun in his hand. I don't, if I remember the video correctly, never even got the firearm up to level and he had one put into his chest and he went down. The, the car rolls off and whatnot. <clears throat> but we see this. And this is why I drive home. I wanna drive home to, to guys that are out there doing this sort of thing. And we talk about training. 
and training is probably Brett can, would probably make it more clear, but it's it's at this point in your life, it, it is much more mental than it is physical. It's being mentally prepared to act and do the things that your body knows how to do if you've been on the range anytime at all. And this this trooper did exactly that. His he, he allowed his brain to run the show, and it and it, and he. He didn't, he didn't stumble. He didn't run. He moved. It wasn't, nothing seemed rushed. Um, everything was just done in a way that, uh, that his brain was telling his body to act. And it, and it came out that perfect scenario. And he dropped back behind the bad guy's truck. He didn't run to the back of his car. He went to the first place of the best cover he could get to where he could, where he could put a shot on target and did so. This is the example, guys, another fantastic training video of how to train yourself to do something, how to use and understand that OODA loop so that you end up being the victor in these types of situations, these types of, of encounters. And he did a, a great job. Whether he understands it or not, you'd have to talk to him personally to see why he did what he did and if he can put a reason onto it. But he did it and it worked out well. Good job. Thanks, David. Randy, I want you to uh, unmute your microphone um, and talk about the Wounded Blue. We've got six minutes left, and I'm going to try to go through some updates. And uh, and also, if we have time to get to the uh, the Taser drone thing again, I don't know if we're going to have time for that. And also, uh, Mike Roach, get, I want you to hold one of your books up um, real qu in, in a second, too, when Randy's done. But, Randy, the floor is yours for the Wounded Blue. Thank you. The Wounded Blue is the National Assistance and Support Organization for Injured and Disabled law enforcement officers. We've been in, in operation for a little over three years, helped more than 10,000 police officers. I just got back from a very inspirational um, uh, event down in Houston um, about a month ago when we, we actually uh, saw this video, this Houston police officer who was shot on an interdiction stop and stayed in the fight even though he was hit. Um, he was hit in the chest and the pelvis and um, he still doesn't have the use of his leg. He's in a wheelchair. But the Houston cops, I, I, I came down there to give him a $1,000 that was donated to him from the Wounded Blue. When I got down there, the, uh, they, his partners and, and, uh, and, and co-workers worked all night long. They brought in this massive smokers, smoked 67 donated briskets to raise money for him. They expected to sell 1,500 lunches. It sold about 4,000. And I got to tell you, I've never seen a department uh, uh, come together like I did the Houston PD for, uh, for, for Jared. Um, it was inspirational. He was, when I gave him the money from the Wounded Blue um, and I gave him a challenge coin, he literally teared up, threw his arms around me. And that's what the Wounded Blue is all about. We need your help. Go to thewoundedblue.org. Donate what you can. Because these heroes, they need another hero like you to help them. I'm wearing your shirt, Randy. <laughs> That's right. All right. Thank you. Excellent words. Mike Roach, you got something you can hold up for us and tell, and tell us how we can uh, get that book, Mass Killers. Yeah, so the, uh, the, the foreword was written by uh, our friend, Lieutenant Colonel Dave Grossman. Um, you know, he wrote the, the, the foreword to the book. And... Uh, I was very humbled by um, his 
uh, addition to the book. But uh, you can get it on uh, Amazon and um, where all most books are sold. And uh, I appreciate any support. Thanks. You got, they have an e-version too? They do, yes. Uh, it's, it's both uh, Kindle as well as uh, the paperback as well. I'm a big fan of Kindle, but uh, but I know a lot of people like to have the physical book in their hands too. So I, I can appreciate that. So, all right. Thanks, you guys. You a lot more in the Kindle. Okay. All right. Well, I always have my phone with me, so that's why I like that. Yeah. So let's see here. Um, going to, uh, I'm going to try to breeze through this as quick as I can. I got cops charged, fired, suspended, acquitted, and cleared and sued. So running through this real quick. Three Arizona cops placed on leave after not going in a lake for a fugitive who drowned while fleeing. They didn't have the proper equipment, apparently. Uh, three Florida officers indicted for a suspect death after being tased. And from what I read, it sounds like um, this guy acting, quote, erratic and aggressive, that they were completely justified in tasing him. But now they've been indicted by a grand jury. In Ohio, a police officer gets fired for uh, getting pure evil tattooed on his knuckles, on his hands. And that's in uh, Cincinnati. It's a Cincinnati cop. Uh, we got the first ever civilian assistant police chief suspended uh, with bizarre allegations. This is in Montgomery County uh, Police Department, uh, Rockville, Maryland, uh, yeah, what he was on the scene of like some kind of a cardiac event and telling them, hey, don't give CPR to her. Let me be the one that gives the CPR. I wonder how the female that was having the event was built, Randy, is what I'm just wondering. But anyhow, then we've got Scottsdale Police Chief apologizes to uh, a woman mistakenly arrested for a hit and run. She calls the cops because her, her, her glasses cracked on uh, on her windshield and they put her in jail for DUI and some other stuff. So it's uh, it's just a, it's just a mess. Um, are there any comp award? Go ahead. You're, you're, the floor is yours. With respect to this prosecutor in, um, where was it, Gainesville or Tallahassee, the charge to the cops with, with the taser. I don't know why she charged him. Apparently, there were numerous um, shots with the taser. Maybe that was the problem. Also, there was apparently a lot of anger expressed by the cops towards this guy, which I argued is a real problem with, with, with cops, and maybe that influenced her. But, but as an aside, she's a 26-year prosecutor. 26-year uh, prosecutor. I don't know if she got money from Soros or the police union, but interestingly enough, she's Bobby Bowden's daughter. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. Well, that's that is interesting. Well, look. Um, let's uh, let's spend the rest of the show. We got a minute, but let's talk about this taser drone that's been scrubbed. Um, comment on this. I mean, I I, I could see application for a tra for a, a taser drone. Um, you know, by Axon. Or do you want to start us start us? We've only got 46 seconds, but go ahead. Yeah, I could not imagine what's wrong with having a taser drone. It seems a good idea. And then I read in the article that um, the board said that they had concerns about introducing weaponizing drones in over-policed communities of color. Yeah. A pile of crap. That's all I have to say about that. Now, I can understand the ethical issue if it were a, if the taser was weaponized with a, a 9 millimeter. I mean, there's you know, some issues there, but I don't see the problem with the taser myself. Yeah, that, that that is kind of that is kind of scary. That that's the just main justification for not doing it. Because and they that's almost that's almost uh, uh, racist. Because now they were assuming that that people of color are going to be the ones that are going to be in the situations where they're going to have to use it. They're going to be the ones rioting and looting and all that stuff. But thank you to all of our panel, uh, Mike Roach. Thank you again for being a, a special guest on the show. Uh, again, another shout out to our sponsors: Gauls, Guardian Lines Technologies, GunLearn.com, MyMedicare.Live tac-tote.com bang energy for fueling us i hope everybody has a wonderful and a safe week